Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priesthood. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! There's um, a 60% chance of snow today. <laughs> oh. oh, you're there's so lucky. It's a Jake losing his fucking mind. <laughs> I've just, I've even looked at our weather today. Oh, it's snowing right now, apparently. I can't see out the window from here. And uh, it's supposed to be warm all day, but apparently it's snowing this morning. Yeah, it's been warmer. <laughs> but, you know, that's... I mean, warmer than minus 45 is... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Girl, Ugh. like, 10 degrees felt, like, balmy to me the other day. I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ran outside and it was minus 10. I was like, oh, it's nice out here. <laughs> <laughs> weird. We live in a weird world. Yeah, and yesterday I didn't... I was like, I don't need a coat. <laughs> it was, like, 20 degrees. Like, oh, I probably should. It's funny how we become like acclimated to like the temperatures over time, right? Like yeah. middle of August, you'd be like, I am freezing, but in February you're like, This is a nice day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also I've been those uh when they had that cold snap, it was like um I had the space heater on at work, mm. like right under my chair and it would like heat up my chair a little bit and I was all cozy and, like, mm. and then somebody would ask me to get up and do something or I'd have to get up and do something I'm like oh, oh why I, have you? To, I have to leave the warm place <laughs> seriously when I was still working a corporate job we yeah we because we were in a huge warehouse that had been converted into offices so we all had space heaters and it was an electrical company and if too many people turned on their space heaters we would like kill the breakers in the building i'd be like if only we could find an electrician that could like (laughs) only 300 work for this company i wonder if we could find one it's ridiculous so yeah we're always like there's like an email go out and it would be like who could have their space heaters on at what time during the day (laughs) it was so funny (laughs) just come to work in a parka That's the thing. I live. I work in like a nice little office, and like it just it gets so fucking cold in there. I don't know what it is. I don't know. They're not well. There's. I've never worked in an office where I've been like this is comfortable. Like I worked yeah. in a call center, and I was always freezing. Like I always had like my toque on, and my manager would be like, "Um, our dress code is business casual," and I'd be like, "I don't care. <laughs> you can fire me for wearing because I'm." <laughs> I'll be warmer at home. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, working in a call center. Oh, I have horror stories. Oh. People, people calling for IT helper. Not pleasant <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Anyways, can't imagine. Can't imagine. Mm-hmm. All right, so. I found some more bullshit. <laughs> what? Yeah. Shut 
talking? Um, <laughs> no, it's the gift that keeps on giving, truly. But... Church, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and I don't know, this isn't like, no, no, we'll get into it, but <laughs> I just, whenever it's about youth and like they're sending these messages to youth, I'm just mm. like, hmm, I've got a problem. That's where I really get riled up because they are, their brains are still developing and they're still like making those neural pathways. And it's so infuriating that they indoctrinate them at such a like vulnerable age. Yeah. Uh, So this is the, it's a worldwide conference given by Elder Gong, which is apparently he's one of the apostles. Yeah, he's of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. It was a worldwide devotional broadcast on January 29th, so not too long ago. No, not at all. And then it was pre-recorded in in the conference center, and then they broadcast it around the world. Is that a new thing that they pre-record? I think so. Because I feel like that's only something that's really happened within like recently of like mm-hmm. we need to make sure that it's not nobody's screaming out things in the middle of the <laughs> like session. Yeah. yeah. Ever yeah. since that girl yelled out in conference, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Well and first of all, Elder Gong, I mean, come on, that's just a given. Elder Dong. Like <laughs> come on. You have a bunch of 13-year-old boys sitting in the audience. You know that's what they're thinking. <laughs> Dong. <laughs> As we're sitting here giggling at it all the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were brainwashed during our um, very vulnerable years. So that's why yeah. that's our excuse. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like these children are being brainwashed. Um, okay, so... This is from an article on the church news, so it's not the actual, like, devotional that he gave, but it's, like, snippets of it. Oh, okay. So it's a little more digestible. (laughs) (laughs) In bite-sized pieces. Yeah. The bullshit (laughs) comes in bite-sized pieces. (laughs) Uh, All right. So it says, at the close of a worldwide devotional broadcast on Sunday, okay, I already said all that. Uh, Elder Dong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles assured youth that wherever they are, the Lord gives them spiritual trail markers to manifest his love and guide their path. Oh my god. Okay. You're already feeling it? You're already? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, please look with eyes to see, the apostle invited. You'll find spiritual trail markers in many places. Friends and families, quorums and classes, bishops and other leaders, Patriarchal blessings, bullshit. Scriptures, also bullshit. Activities and service. The Holy House of the Lord, and especially the promptings of the Holy Ghost, who does not exist, that draw us to our Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like your addition. That's my favorite. Little asterisks in there. Does not exist. Work of fiction. Uh, well, Katie told me there was one episode I think I was I kept, um, whenever I would, like, quote scripture or I would mention scripture I'd do like a sound (laughs) 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 it's like automatic now (laughs) it really is I have to drive past the LDS church to really go anywhere 
because it's yeah, like same. block from my house and i'm always like oh <laughs> girl i have to see the temple every time i drive home oh yeah I, i'm driving away from it when i leave but like <laughs> it's like right there <laughs> when pat and i were in the city last we were driving and i was like what the fuck is that and he was like it's the Mormon temple. And i was like oh <laughs> like i didn't even like <laughs> I completely forgot that there is one in Calgary, right? Like it's oh yeah, it's been built since I don't know, like the last five years. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, but yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I. Well, and the big um, the big thing about the Rexburg Temple right now is that. My dog has the zoomies, so I don't know if you can hear oh, him. Oh, no. Augie, sit down. <laughs> running around like a mad. Walter's okay. passed the hell out. <laughs> I don't know. He's on crack. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's, he's adorable. Now he's staring me down. Okay, anyway. um, So, <laughs> <laughs> the temple, the Rexburg temple, they're building a second one. Like, oh, yeah. I think it's the, the think of my directions north side of town. Okay. And they got this one on the hill by the college, and then and the one on the the new one is going to be for the locals, and then the 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 current one will be for the students. The locals are mad about it because they want the one on the hill. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my! Like they're gonna stop. You're gonna walk in there and be like, "Sorry, you're actually supposed to go to the like." Have you ever been to yeah. a full temple session ever? Ever? Like, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Such a but. Oh, I could go on. I, I'll st- I'll stop. All right. Anyways, Elder Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Elder Dong. Uh, recognizing and following spiritual trail markers that lead to the Savior was the focus of the event titled "I Can Do All Things Through Christ," based on the 2023 youth theme in Philippians 4:13. Oh, Their name is I Can Do All Things Through Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and they've got yeah. like a logo that's a cairn, like a, you know, those trail marker cairns. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks like a pile of shit, actually. So I was just, I was like, um, who designed this? <laughs> like, it's also a little bit problematic. Like, and, like, that's like spiritual markers on like certain, like if you climb Chief Mountain in Montana. Yeah. There's like spiritual quest markers and stuff, so that's a little problematic as well. Oh, you mean like they appropriate culture of other people's oh. spirituality, spiritual stuff, and silly like, me, it's a Lamanite temple. Own. Never mind, they're fine. They're completely yeah, fine. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then. Um, ugh. So they show like there's video obviously of this and you can watch the I didn't watch the whole thing I didn't I watched snippets of it but I was like mm, can't do it but <laughs> uh, um they, you got these three you got his him and his wife and then some other dude I don't know who that guy is anyway and then like eight youth that are on the stage and um they're the eight youth hosts or whatever and they give them like a little feedback and it's all cute and they're all dressed of course and I mean to their credit. They're, it's not all white kids, so I oh, guess, that's good. But it's almost like, oh, here's our token colored. Yeah. Members. You know, like I just, I don't know. I, it's it's a 
calculated move yes, on their part. Absolutely. It's not a it's not an actual authentic representation. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so pre-recorded with a live audience, and, and so I was also going to say, like, it looks like, because they got this big screen behind them, it feels very mega church to me. Like, feels very, like, yeah that vibe, not the old Mormon vibe that I always, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, I always remember going to, like, Firesides and it being, like, they'd have like the lights down in the church so you could see the broadcast and it was kind of a cozy feeling. And Mm -hmm. because the heat wouldn't be on in the building, like we'd always take blankets to sit and watch (laughs) 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 because I'm from, you know, an igloo, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I remember it being like more of an intimate setting than just like, I don't know. It seems like it's gotten very, yeah, very mega church recently as opposed to when I was inundated with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> when i was in that cult it <laughs> was a little more cozy <laughs> when i was your age and in a cult and had to walk uphill both ways to school hey they walked the book of mormon <laughs> <laughs> um okay so it's pre-recorded to help and uh, help illustrate the theme of spiritual trail markers, the devotional included video segments of the youth and church leaders hiking Ensign Peak in the foothills of Salt Lake City. So he took these kids out on a hike. Okay. <sighs> it was like old man. They were like, okay, old man. You're just your elder dog. How, <laughs> how hard of a hike is Ensign Peak? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a, Let's do a little side note, friends. We're going to do a little research, right? Live research. Live with you. You are part of the podcast. We are learning together. Oh, it's literally 0.9 miles. Oh. It's an out and back. Like, and that's the whole thing. So, like, it's there and back. Like, like point, it would be like a less than a half mile up to the peak and then back. So they went for a walk. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, says the girl who and grew like, up in a mountain town. <laughs> I also, as you all, and like, I've been on several hikes. I go hiking all the time mm-hmm. when I was in Colorado, especially. But, like, you don't need, you don't need spiritual, quote, unquote, you don't need cairns for a walk this, in the park. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we've lost the trail. It's fine. You can oh, park no. from the top. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Head for your car. I don't know where I'm at. Um, <laughs> literally, turn around. <laughs> uh, oh god. Okay. That's funny because I didn't even notice. I was just like, because I kind of fed into that a little bit. I was like, oh, they went on like a two mile hike or something. No. Yeah. Of course you would, because you're you're hearing it, and you know how they they're gonna have the perfect shots of these kids in the trees, and you know, of course, that's all part of like the PR machine the PR. that they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very good at it. I must give them that. They are very good at staging things. Oh, for sure. This is all very very staged. It feels very gross. And anyway, uh, so we got questions now. What is a Karen? Which I keep saying Karen and I keep thinking Karen. Like, what is a Karen? Like, um, so. <laughs> she usually has like a very severe bob. <laughs> so my, oh, sister, no. 
my sister <laughs> wants to cut her hair. She was talking about like doing like a Karen bob, and I was like, oh, please do, please, do. please. <laughs> oh, that would give me life. Anyway. I had like an inverted bob for a while, but the back of my scalp was like all dyed like bright red. So it was more of like a, I don't know, it was years ago. So I didn't look like a Karen yet. (laughs) See, and my oldest sister that passed away, she, Brittany, she would, um, she'd do like kind of a really like extreme A line. And then she'd like, like it's shaved on the back yeah. basically and then she have um like spikes in the back and she had like colored ha- like she had red in it for yeah. a while red and like blonde and then the only problem with that is where i shaved up now is curly <laughs> and the rest of my hair is straight, so. <laughs> note to self <laughs> all right i'll know not to do that <laughs> As I'm losing my hair, it's fine. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Well, I'm 39 and a half. I have more oh. hair than I thought I would at this age, honestly. So. You look good for 39 and a half, honestly. Listeners, oh. tell Jake he looks That's, good. He looks oh, so yes, young. <laughs> young and pretty. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so what is a cairn and why is it the 2023 youth theme logo? President Lund, oh, that must be the other guy that was there. Okay, anyway, sorry, President Lund, who was this dude? Sorry, I, oh, Stephen Lund, President, Young Men General President, that's who he is. Uh, he taught that the small, uh, like the small mounds of stones placed along trails to help others find their way, the Lord gives spiritual trail markers that can c- confirm progress or warn of danger ahead. <laughs> our task is just to move our feet one step at a time to take each step forward and then the next he said like okay so i get yes cairns are used in hiking for like hikers who have gone before and they've left a trail right yeah. but where i have a problem is that is also a practice used in like indigenous cultures when they are having like a spiritual walk and stuff like um, like i said up up Chief Mountain, it was, it's a very spiritual mountain to the indigenous people in Montana and Alberta. And so it just feels very icky because I grew up knowing that those were like where somebody had like an, an experience and they wanted to mark that experience as they were progressing along the trail. Oh, oh. Yeah. So See, that's more beautiful than what these guys, and they're also, they probably don't even, they probably didn't even do their research on that. They're like, oh, hikers, you know. Like, hikers, yeah. Or maybe they yeah. did, and it's more of that, see, the Lamanites, it's mm. it's more, that's the feeling it's giving me, because I yeah. grew up with kids being told that they were actually Lamanites, right? And so mm-hmm. that's where it's coming for me, is where I'm like, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. Just let yeah. them have their culture, please. It's not, quit, quit it, quit it. But taking their <laughs> culture. Uh bad enough if there's you worship a book that you know erases their whole history but you know <laughs> yeah exactly <sighs> all right uh he says no matter how steep the climb or hard the journey we are not alone we can draw strength from the savior uh-huh. okay uh during unscripted discussions mm-hmm, on the hike and on stage several of the youth hosts opened up about personal hardships and how they have found strength in the savior i hate those I hate when they use children to manipulate other children. Like, it just feels so... It's very it's manipulative. Yeah. yeah, it's very gross. I hate it. Um, 
because it's like uh, you're more likely to follow along if you see your peers doing it. Absolutely. Well, they're doing yeah. it. They're they are feeling it. the spiritual spirit. So yeah. I, and then you get the guilt of like, well, I'm not feeling the spirit, so I'm not as spiritual as that kid. So I must be doing something wrong. And yeah. It's yeah, it's it's gross. I hate it. Uh, this one he says. My father passed away when I was in eighth grade, and that was definitely hard, said 17-year-old Ammon Downs, which, come on, Ammon. Ugh. Anyway, but really sad that it mean. But it's using, like, his grief, and, like, he's, yeah. being, he's sharing his grief with the world, which, I mean, you know. But uh, now that it's been a few years, I've really opened up. I can see the blessings that I received, and I still feel so, still sometimes feel alone. But if I just pray about it and come closer to God, I feel like Heavenly Father is with me, and so is my dad. It's like, it's a confirmation bias, though, because he knows that he will feel, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, so, like, he's going to, he's going to feel the, like, yeah, confirmation bias. And also, he's talking to apostles, like an apostle, like a leader of the church. Of course, he's going to talk, like, oh, yeah, it was great, you know. (laughs) I'm feeling the spirit. of course, of course, that he was, it, again, this is a very staged and non-authentic, I'm sure that what he said had to be checked through by, you know, whoever. It wasn't just him up there talking from the heart, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not diminishing his experience, but at the same time, like, he probably, like, felt like he was probably depressed for a while, you know, but, like, he's not going to tell the apostles that, you know, like, okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, Joey Reynoso, who's 14, said he struggled with a speech impediment until a few years ago. Hardly anyone under- understood me. It was so hard. After years of hard work, prayer, fasting, and help of my parents, I finally overcame my trial, and I have a strong testimony that through Christ our Lord, we can truly do anything. Okay. And, of course, there's a picture of him telling this story. On the hike, the the hike, quote unquote, um, to the general president, general young pre, young men's president, and then to the other. There's like three other other youths with him, and they're all I don't know, they're all bundled up, and it's just a very and it's a very staged looking picture too. So it's like, um, I don't know, it still gives me heebie-jeebies because like and then yeah i'm sorry but like i get it you speech impediments like oh but he's also like he's attributing the um he's already being taught to attribute the success of it not to the doctor and not to the science and the clinical help that was given to him it's Oh, God helped me get this. Yeah, like I had a stutter as a child, so I saw a speech therapist, and it was them that helped me, like, get over my stutter. It wasn't, I don't know, it it just. And the fact that he's 14 saying this is, like, really disgusting to me. Like, it's just, these children are already being told that, like, that's the message that is appropriate. And that's Had you not prayed and fasted, you would still have a speech impediment. That's what they're saying. They're saying that the science and the people who go into those um, jobs, careers, whatever, to help people, they mean nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just because you prayed and fasted and they are, we're just like the little tipping point, right? When in fact, 
I, I don't know. It just, it's infuriating to me. Yeah. Like, give credit where credit's due, you know? Like, my, my uncle is a surgeon. And he posted a meme once that was, like, a doctor. And you could see he was, like, really exhausted and tired. And he was, like... He was like, I worked 14 hours to save the life, but thank God somebody prayed and, you know, fixed everything. Like, it's just, yeah. it's infuriating. Yeah. Like, he went to years of school, he works on patients, and then all, like, he doesn't even get credit for it because somebody prayed in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, ah. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's infuriating. And, um, all right. So, after Joey shared his experience, 16-year-old Hannah Lamoureux. Commented, that's why I love this new theme. Okay, sure you do, Hannah. Um, I love this whole idea of we can do all things through Christ. I know that Heavenly Father is always there wanting us to come to him. He's always standing there with open arms, but all it takes is us going to him. Isn't it sure just... thing, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Jen. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Joseph Andalin II testified that with the Savior's help, and they don't give his age, I wonder, oh, no, they do, he's 16, Um, we're able to become so much better and we're able to move past anything. The 16-year-old also admitted that sometimes he struggles to get to the point of wanting to go to the Savior when he is going through hard things. He asked the church leaders what they do to help themselves have the desire to come into Christ. I'm, I'm also just like, did he really, did he really ask that? Like, yeah. <laughs> did his parents say you need to go talk to your young men's leader because we don't like your behavior? Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, President Corden, who's the, um, let's see who she, she's the, I think she's probably the young women's press. Yep, young women general president Bonnie Corden. Um, I thought it was his wife. <laughs> I thought it was Don, Dong's wife. But... Dong's wife. No, Oops. no, wives aren't anything important. No, no why would no. they have her? Silly Jake. No. Silly. <laughs> she has to have a calling, and it's only just a. It's just a like a little baby crumb. Of course, of course, yes. Um, President Corden said she treasures prayer and the opportunity to be still. President Lund said every day he reads the scriptures <sighs> until he feels a connection with heaven. Okay. <laughs> and just, I'm like... Okay, but again, this whole, like, we've talked about how, like, the feeling of the spirit or whatever is just, like, human emotion. So Mm -hmm. yesterday I read an incredible book that actually made me, like, tear up. And this is me we're talking about, so, you know, it was intense. (laughs) And, like, having that... (laughs) So does that mean that book was, like, spiritually guided? Yeah. That was the (laughs) Holy Ghost. That was the Holy Ghost telling me that my friend Jen's book is a work of God. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is so good. So. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but, you know, she didn't write that. God helped her write that. Remember? So it's like oh, everything yeah. is yeah, all things through God credit. in Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, it didn't take her. What did you say? Twelve years to write. Yeah. You know, it wasn't all her hard work. I mean, yeah, she did the stuff, but like, it was God. (laughs) God was writing through her. Yeah. A YA dystopian novel. Yeah. (laughs) You know, 
the Book of Mormon could be a could be considered <gasps> a YA dystopian novel kind of. Good. <laughs> but like pre, what is it when it's not dystopian, but it's like pre hmm. pre topian. <laughs> pre topian. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We've fallen the rails are way <laughs> We need to find our spiritual markers, Dusty. I need a Karen. Elder Gong said it helps him to know that choices have consequences. Jesus Christ will help us when we need to change or repent. When we sin or make mistakes, which we all do. Our Savior and his atonement are our most important trail markers, our greatest source of strength as we make our way through life. This is reiterating the fact that I hate about the church of, like, if it wasn't for the church, would you be out murdering people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I Or doing crack cocaine. or, or doing, like... Yeah, like, it, it's this reiteration of, like, without the church, you would be the worst of the worst. Like, people who are not in the church are clearly murderers and... Yeah, you, you know we're what just, I mean. We're just like, the, the devil's tools, and we're yeah, exactly. The devil has gotten us. That yeah. I'm probably one of the least spiritual people, but I, I, I don't like you know kill people. I mean, I've thought about finding something, <laughs> taking their kidney, <laughs> but like not. I haven't like cruised parking lots or anything. <laughs> Got a little specific, so we're just gonna move on. Um, <laughs> I have a coworker that's always like, literally, at least once a week, she talks about taking bodies up to Yellowstone and dumping them in the hot pots, and I'm like, that's, that's a red flag. I'm going to stay on your good side. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. I just, <sighs> I just want to function in kidney. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Uh, all right. So the youth also discussed the new principle based for the strength of youth guide and for the strength of youth conferences, which began in the United States and Canada. Hey, it's us in 2022. <laughs> they have strength of youth conferences now. Oh, yeah. oh, because they don't have like EFY anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. basically the same, but different branding. So different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually have a friend that, uh, well, um, she, that was she a just, whole slew of emotions on your face. <laughs> well, I like her, but like also the connection is, um, anyway, but I, um, I can tell you more on offline. Anyway, okay. she, uh, did an FSY. She was like one of the counselors in Dubai. Oh yeah. Wow. So. I mean, okay, good for them, I guess. I don't know. I guess, yeah. It was the first one in the Middle East, so. Huh. <sighs> and they had a, quite a group, so I don't know. Anyway, um, Na- Natalie Gallardo, 17, had the opportunity to attend an FSY conference last summer. FSY just doesn't sound as, like, it doesn't roll off the tongue like It doesn't EFY. roll off. Yeah, no. Yeah. EFY was, like, yeah. EFY. EFY. If why? If Weird. Weird. Yeah. Uh, what she described as one of the best experiences of my life. She attended a class on repentance that completely changed my view. She said. Uh, okay. 
When the new For the Strength of Youth guide was announced, 17-year-old Emily Brown said she was hesitant and nervous for the change because there wasn't a clear-cut yes or no answer on some things. That is exactly it. That hit it directly on the head. Mormons do not know how to make choices unless it is dictated exactly to them. That's mm-hmm. the problem. That's yeah. the, They have to think for themselves and they are immediately scared. Yep. Because they've been told they can't. Their entire lives they have been told mm-hmm. you cannot make choices. It has to go through this rigmarole of your parents and your leaders and the Book of Mormon. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's... Um... <sighs> What was I? What was I gonna say when you were saying um, it's not like, but it's also free agency, but it's not free, but it's kind of free, but it's like you can do whatever you want, but you actually really can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's really still what this, the new thing says is like you can do what you want, you're free to do whatever you want, but really just like no. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get a tattoo, just remember that like dirty people got tattoos and bad people have like. Uh, oh, she continues. I like to be a rule follower, and that was a big adjustment adjustment for me. She said, but since reading it over, I have gotten the impression that we have this new guide because the Lord trusts us, and Heavenly Father knows that we can make good, righteous decisions, and He's giving us the opportunity to do so. Of course, because for fifty years you haven't been allowed to do specific things, so everybody who's parenting and teaching you is gonna still tell you you can't do these specific. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just goes, shows how deep the uh, oh. how deeply entrenched the brainwashing and the in the conditioning goes like it just. Yeah. Uh, Emily added, I also think it's important that we still counsel with parents who's talking like this is a 17 year old. Anyway, um, we still counsel with parents and leaders about the questions that we may be facing and to also consult general conference talks. It feels very robotic. Uh, um, as a once 17 year old, very <laughs> like daughter of a bishop type person, you know how to make those talks and you know what you're supposed to oh, say. Yeah. It's not an authentic. It's, no. you know, the verbiage that you need to use in those. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like like I've said, they're talking to leaders of the church. They're not going to be sitting there like, mm, yeah, sometimes I pray. Mm, sometimes I wish I could wear a short skirt or something, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. Um, like, I got a second piercing and the world didn't end. So, you know. Oh, what? I know. Uh, because there's no clear uh, yes or no answers in the guide, you can find good answers to your questions through the words of the prophets. <laughs> yeah, old white men are going to tell you what to do. Perfect. Yeah. Definitely free agency there. <sighs> the guide represents a higher and holier way. <laughs> a deeper relationship with the Savior, President Lund said. This is the leader of the Young Men's Presidency saying that shit. Like, mm. The problem is, they don't actually encourage a relationship with jesus christ they encourage a relationship with the church the church because Mm -hmm. there's you're never taught how to have those like complete contemplative moments of sitting and allowing the thoughts to go through Mm -hmm. you you are not supposed to allow that to happen you're supposed to focus on the scriptures and focus on your scripture mastery and the articles of faith and the young women's theme you're never actually supposed to contemplate the meaning of your existence and your relationship with your savior 
And it drives me crazy because I have so many like Christian friends who would say that they have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh but yeah. It's so different from what we were taught as kids. Like mm-hmm. I would have said as a kid, I had a personal relationship with Joseph Smith more than Jesus Christ. Oh, for I knew sure. nothing about Christ. Nothing. Yeah. Yet I knew, like, Joseph Smith's birthday and that he liked to play that game with the stick. Of the, (laughs) yeah, and that he was sick as a kid. And And he didn't want to take alcohol for the pain. uh, Yeah. He was just going to be so righteous. Like, yeah, I know all that shit about him. It still lives rent-free in my brain. Yeah. I wish I could just, like, ice cream scoop it out. Yeah. But, like, I knew nothing about Christ's ministry, really. No. Because we weren't taught that. It wasn't important. What was important yeah. was Joseph Smith. Yeah, exactly. And we don't, um, I mean, you get it, what is it, every, what, four, three years when you rotate through the, but even then it always, like, goes back to, like, let's get this quote from Joseph Smith. Let's get this quote mm-hmm. from the, you know, we're going to, the prophets, the modern prophets said this, quote, unquote. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like you don't actually read the New Testament. through Joseph yeah. Smith. It's never... Like, we read Justice. the entire Book of Mormon in seminary. We read the entire Doctrine and Covenants. We skipped through pieces of the Old Testament. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything of it. And the New Testament was all, like, yeah, like, modern-day prophets and their discussions about it. Like, we didn't yeah. read it. They tell you the feel-good stories of the Old Testament. They don't don't tell you about the, the sisters that, what was it, that um, fucked their dad. <laughs> so oh, that they yeah. Could, and also the one, who was it that, like, cut off the guy's head and, like, presented it to a king or something? I can't remember. Yeah, there's a lot. There's See, a lot there's of the thing how those are hazy, it. but we could tell the Book of Mormon stories. We could tell Joseph Smith stories. <laughs> That's evidence stories, right there. We know the names of the people. We know what they did. We know where they were. We know, like, Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what was important to us. Yeah. <sighs> and also this my whole... whole <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Because, well, also this whole, like, higher and holier way, like, presents this idea that, oh, you're better than all those We're other better. youths. Yeah. And you're that's a very Mormon thought doing. process, is that they're better because they know the truth. And mm-hmm. Less yeah. than 1% of the entire population of the world are the chosen ones. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, it's a, it's a little <sighs> MAGA to me, but anyways. <laughs> I can say that because it's not my country. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, <Hey>. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um, all right. Of developing this relationship, 17-year-old Bryson Ripley said, no matter what, we're going through hard things. No matter what, we're going to have trials. I would a thousand times rather have God on my side when I'm going through these hardships. All right, let's just pause, let's just pause on that. These are <laughs> kids living in what Utah, probably. Right. They live in Salt Lake City. Yeah, like what? Not to diminish, like the, I'm sure, like teenagers yeah. suck no matter who you yeah. are. But I always just find it so interesting that like LDS kids are like, oh, my trials. I'm going through my yes. trials, and I'm like, like, there's yes. literally children starving to death in third world countries. There's literally women who like give up their own lives to try and protect their children like it just is so privileged and mm-hmm. really out of touch with what like actually the world is yeah and it goes back to that whole like oh, we're so much better than everybody else because we we're blessed to be born in salt lake city yeah you know we're chosen. Chosen place. like yeah. yeah 
it just drives me insane. And on that note too, like the um, like not just even like third world countries, but like um, I think of like uh, underprivileged like communities within yeah. America, even Absolutely, like yeah. where they go to kids are going to school wondering if they're gonna like get shot or they're gonna get like um, like there's gangs yeah. and there's like gang violence and there's um, uh, their after school care is actually a pedophile. And yeah, yeah. like there's so and, even here in Calgary, like I think I was telling you, like 47 percent of the users of the food banks here are children. Like in my own, you know, pretty affluent city, there's children going hungry. That drives me insane. Yeah. But like McKinley losing her keys. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> God spoke to her and said, McKinley. Yeah. They're in your backpack, honey. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You forgot to check that one pocket. Forgot that you put them in your backpack. I don't know why, but suddenly I'm just, like, picturing Alexis Rose as, like, the Holy Ghost. Like, honey. From now, baby, baby, they're baby. in the pocket. In the pocket. <laughs> Listeners, if you could see us doing the little hand motions, like, sweetie. Yes. <laughs> Go for hands. Honey. <laughs> From now on, the Holy Ghost is Alexis Rose. Done. Yes. <laughs> I will never not laugh now. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. We need to have a whole episode of <laughs> all about the Holy Ghost as Alexis yes, Rose. Yes, <laughs> which I throw. <laughs> sure, David. <laughs> Ew, David. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Ew, McKinley. Stop praying about your keys. People are dying. <laughs> this is good. <sighs> All right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so the theme of this episode will have to be a little bit of Alexis. <laughs> a little bit of Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. <laughs> I lost the horse, but my lip. <laughs> it's dry in Alberta. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's okay. Um, at the top of Ensign Peak with Elder Gong and the other youth, 15-year-old Ted Tejji, T-E-J-I, Ted, I don't know. Uh, Tejji Nielsen shared why the hiking experience will be memorable for her. When we're struggling in life and we don't understand why certain things are happening, this can remind us that there's always a bigger picture. In her concluding remarks, President Corden invited youth to share their experiences and testimonies on social media throughout the year using hashtag all things through Christ. <laughs> also, it just makes me think of like, you know how the trolls will get on like, um, why are you using that hashtag? Yeah. <laughs> this is our hashtag. Our hashtag. And now we're going to, like, <laughs> I'm going to be using this hashtag. And I told Sarah and Katie about it. I know. I, I saw like, the message. I was like, yes. <laughs> so they're using it. So they're going to get, like, all sorts of, yeah. And I looked at it. Like, I clicked on it to see what was. And I was like, mm, oh, there's a picture of the, because I used it um, for the RLDS one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a, oh, there's a picture of the RLDS temple. <laughs> Perfect. It's happening. We're filthy. <laughs> <laughs> and also, there's like a whole ton of other stuff that's like not even Mormon. Like it's other people. Yeah. Are like 
That's a very common phrase in like the Christian community of like, I can do all things through Christ. It's very, like, I'm very actually confused why they chose that because they try to be so separated from like the bigger Christian community. Although again, it's probably a marketing scheme that like Christians are going to be using that hashtag for their daily devotions or whatever. And they're going to come across Mormons. They're going to be like, Oh, Mormons believe this too. Look at all these youth that are so in touch with God. That's what it is. Yeah. It's all, it's all calculated. Uh, Speaking of, Oh, little side note. You saw that the NB, what is his name? NBA something, something young boy or something. Young boy. Yeah. Is, uh, Getting baptized. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Neither do I. I know he's a rapper. But is he like, a rapper? Okay. Yeah. And he's getting baptized. He's getting baptized. Yeah. And uh, it's a big old thing. I don't know. And I shared a video with uh, Dusty and Katie in our group <laughs> chat about um, <laughs> with white as fuck missionaries dancing. like. <laughs> yeah. They were uh, super white dancing. And I was doing like. Black dances. Yeah. Which I was very I was uncomfortable like, for stop, that. Stop. <laughs> uh, but he's like gonna change his name to like LDS Young Boy now or something, and I'm like, is he? But then somebody was like, I don't know if it was like just being funny, and they were like, Thank no, you. it's gonna be NBA Brigham Young Boy, and I was like, oh, oh that's no. even better. <laughs> oh, let's not do that. <laughs> mm <Mm-mm>. Just the worst one of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gross. Um, President Corden also ensure, encouraged youth not to underestimate the power of the ten, ten simple words in Philippians 14, 4, 13, which is their theme. Uh, while the first, first five words were aspirational, I can do all things, it is truly those last five words that will bring power, purpose, and peace in our lives through Christ, which strengtheneth me. The people that have that tattooed on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very Christian thing. Like, I I think my friend that I've told you about who's very Christian, I think she's even, like, hashtagged that when she was, like, going through some stuff, rough stuff a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I love her. She's very, she's very, like, um she's very spiritual but she's very like this is what i believe and i share it with you but i have no expectations and i love that we have that relationship yeah because she knows that i'm like crazy (laughs) (laughs) no you're perfectly normal dusty yeah um yeah totally the most most normalist (laughs) i uh well and speaking on this like the larger christian community thing is that maybe the whole move is like Oh, we're just like you. See, <laughs> we're not Mormons. They're weird. just like us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not Mormons. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day oh. Saints are just like you. We're not yeah. Mormons. <laughs> they just put their garments on one foot at a time. <laughs> I keep mine on the shower. <laughs> we're just like you. Oh wait, you don't shower with you. You don't shower underwear in your underwear on? that goes to your knees. That's weird. Weird. <laughs> Maybe you're the weird ones. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. All right. It's only when we combine our effort with the Lord's strength that we will discover the ability to move forward in all things. My dear friends, ugh, the more you seek him, the more you will see him and the many spiritual markers that surround you. It's like that quote we had a while ago. Where you look, there you will find. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 
now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Looking for it, you'll find it. <laughs> if you're McKinley and you're looking for your keys, you'll eventually you're find, find them. them. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, President Lund added, I share with you my personal witness. Okay, no, that's enough of that. Elder Lund, President Lund. Elder Dong thanked the youth. Okay, thank you, Mr. Dong. We're still calling him Dong. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like Fucknar and uh, Masturbating Melvin, you know? We will speak evil of the lord's anointing <laughs> yes <laughs> we do that here <laughs> so if you don't like it move on to those who may sometimes feel inadequate or unworthy there's always a place for you in the lord's church elder dong lovely lovingly reassured there's always room for you in his inn oh <laughs> Is there, though, is there, oh, what there about the room for Christ in the end? Just saying, you kind of skewed that little metaphor. Yeah, you kind of got that one wrong. That was a little wrong. And also, what about the queer youth? What about trans youth? Oh. What about, you know? Hmm. There's an asterisk that there's room yeah. for you. Yeah, Only if you behave oh. in the way that they have oh, stipulated. Oh, there are footnotes down here. They're to, yep, they're down here. Yep. Only if you... <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. What else is there? There's always room. Dear young friends, I hate that he calls them friends because <laughs> we're not your friends. Oh, and then there's this picture of him with like shaking hands with the who is this? What? You don't bro me the if you kids. don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> Dear young friends, God lives. Okay, the Book of Mormon is true. The Holy Ghost is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alexis is there. This church's next world. Okay, that's. There's this other thing I wanted to share because it kind of goes along with what we are talking about. Um, where to go with that one? Mm, yes. So this is also President Corden, the young women's president. Um, say she's, they did a, let's see, what is this? This is also for the, um, this is from a different article that kind of talks about, um, it gives a little more insight of what she said. Uh, so it's the same, um, it's the same same youth conference same broadcast but, yeah but a different um like more focused on what bonnie corden said what they wanted to delve into deeper of what a woman said how silly weird yeah <laughs> um she says let's see uh, parents we need to be all in uh some of these decisions will be lifelong decisions so we need to be there counsel together help study with them be on our knees together and that's just, honey, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> have a standard in our homes. <laughs> you like my little side notes? <laughs> that was, uh, I was going to be on our knees. I was like, nah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> shift to a principle-based approach is an opportunity for youth to climb a metaphorical mountain or, you know, a 0.9 mile hike. 0.9 mile walk. (laughs) A little little jaunt. Uh, And understand the Savior's perspective of who they are and what their standards are. President Corrin explained, sometimes we don't see the whole perspective until after the work is done. So the Lord has asked us to do some work to understand how we can live these principles. Um, I'm sorry. 
you say faith and works by faith and works you will be mm. saved yeah. yeah that's it's not just by faith no it's, it's definitely works. <laughs> so the argument that everybody was saying to me on my mission was saying like oh you guys believe in faith and works and i was like no we don't but yeah we do yeah we do literally right yeah. there she's saying you not just work get into heaven by faith alone need to do some work to get into heaven um I don't want to. I am tired. (laughs) (laughs) I want to lie down. There's a... um, Ali Gong... What's her last name? Ali Wong. Ali... She's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I know who you're talking about. She's like, I don't want to... uh, She's talking about women's women's rights and stuff. And she's like, I don't want to do the work basically she's like i want to lie down right i want to be sent to the seaside because i (laughs) need the air the sea air to get me through the next season that's what i need send me to a cottage on the seaside please or like a yeah i don't know (laughs) i would do that too or like a cottage to take the sea air (laughs) (laughs) with my weak arms Uh, you just did the Alexis arms again. A little I did. About <laughs> <laughs> her so much. Oh, uh, she's my favorite. She's my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though the new guide pro- focuses on principles, I think it's important to know that it's not a relaxing of standards. Sister <laughs> Craig said she's the first counselor. So, um, so there's still there. They put out this thing, and now they're saying, "Oh, wait, wait, we don't mean it. Like, it's not, fr- you know, you can't just do it's what not the a free on. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what that meant, honey. That what it meant was that you still make the choices that you you've been told. You still make the choices, and you'll yeah. be judged for your choices. <laughs> so, yeah, judge wisely. Mm-hmm. AKA, do what we still want you to do, but you we're know. just looking progressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've always had agency. They've always been able to make their own decisions, she pointed out. Have they? No. 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 But now we hope that they're very intentional about getting on their knees. Oh, God. Getting <laughs> on their knees and praying to find out, what does this look like in my life? Girl, if I were in this thing, I'd be, like, dying, dying. laughing. Whenever yeah. they said, get on I your mean, knees. <laughs> I called out to God on my knees at one point or another, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little TMI for you, uh, listener. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh man. Also, I would like to point out um, that these women, okay, not to like, they're very Karen. They're very like they're very they're all white. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. And like they're the very typical like Utah Mormon woman. Like Sister mm. Gordon's like blonde like she's got beautiful like the beautiful women but they're just like they got there, like, yeah. perfect smiles they got like that mm, oh yeah and they they, got their teeth whitened they've got the botox got their, in little they've pastel got the... suits on yeah but not pants they can't be pants it can't be a power oh. pants power suit it's got to be a you know, demure have to be very demure yeah and they've got their little <laughs> Are they wearing a pearl necklace? Please tell me they're wearing a pearl necklace. They are. They are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, Sister Corden's got lots of pearls on hers. (laughs) She's extra special. 
my brain has just gone right to the butter. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> um, right there with you. Um, we're children. It's fine. Uh, it's Dr. Craven, second counselor, said the new guide is not just about making choices, but making the right choice. There it is. There it is. We have heard our prophet over and over in the last few years plead with us to connect with heaven and to know what the voice of the Lord sounds like in our lives so we can make good choices. We know. We know what the voice of the Lord sounds like. It says, ew, David. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ew, David. (laughs) Don't masturbate. (laughs) 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 Ew, David. That will keep you out of the celestial kingdom. No. No. Uh, our youth need to be willing to listen for what Heavenly Father wants them to do, and that sometimes is a little piece that they're, and that some, that doesn't make sense, and that sometimes it's a little piece that they're missing. Uh, Sister Craven said, "This is not about what I, I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. What the Lord wants me to do." Yep, that's exactly right. It's mm-hmm. not. It's there is no free agency because it's not what you want. It's not how you want to live your life. It's how it's been dictated to you. Hundred yeah. percent. 100%. Don't be gay. Don't get, don't have sex before marriage. Don't get, you can get a tattoo, but don't really do it because yeah, like, like make sure you can cover it up with your, like, yeah. you know, in the temple. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, let's see. And so it's going to take a little bit of effort, isn't it? It's not that simple. It can be a wrestle with the Lord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. She's so kinky. All right. Some answers come easy. Some don't. But it's a process. And it will be wonderful because, as our prophet says, we're not going to be able to survive spiritually without that constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. I mean, Alexis is there, so... I feel like she's my soulmate. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see. When President Just Russell states that Mormons would feel that we think that Alexis Rose is the Holy Ghost, <laughs> yeah. brains would explode. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> We do. We would just say that. Ew, David, stop. <laughs> uh, when President Russell M. Nelson invite, invited youth in 2018 to enlist in the Lord's Battalion to gather Israel, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. He extended five invitations, one of which is to live and share the standards in the For the Strength of Youth pamphlet. Set a standard for the rest of the world. Oh, it's that whole like be a light on the be a light on the hill, and eh, we're so much better than everybody else because we chose to be better, and we're so yeah. much righteous than everybody else. Isn't there like scriptures about stuff like this? Like it's like literally in the scriptures where people like thought they were so righteous and like better than people, and then they got destroyed. <laughs> is that something? I'm just like multiple times. No, yeah. no, there definitely is like like the pride uh, thing happening. Like people yeah. got proud, and oh, it's the whole pride cycle that they taught. Which come on, that's another appropriation. You're taking the pride thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's our thing. No, just <laughs> uh, our thing. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so the let's see. Embrace being different. The booklet entitled For the Strength of Youth Should Be Your Standard is the standard that the Lord expects all his youth to uphold. Uh, okay, that's uh, anyway, that's basically well, let's say let's see. Sister Craig shared an excerpt from a talk a young woman gave in State Conference about the new For the Strength of Youth guide. So this is from a 
third per anyway, third person. I have a hard time feeling spiritual things and an even harder time talking about spiritual feelings. I get embarrassed and self-conscious and I worry when I'm put on the spot to talk about it. So what can leaders do? Oh my God. This it's because oh my God. It's because we were never taught how to process our emotions and that's what they're feeling. They're feeling emotions and they don't properly know how to regulate those emotions. And so it's uncomfortable and yeah. And also they're taught that negative feelings are bad. And so you got to just mm -hmm. like push them down, push them away. You can't yeah. sit in them and process them for a while. You have to um, push them away and just be happy. Yeah. And <laughs> the problem with not being, yeah, with pushing down negative emotions, you never learn to regulate yourself, which is a huge, huge problem as we become adults and we, <laughs> oh my God. Especially as these people become parents. And then oh, yeah. they have children and they're so triggered by their children having meltdowns because they themselves don't know how to regulate. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Anyways, okay, there's my little. <laughs> uh, so what can leaders do? They can maybe help us learn what it's like like for you when you feel the Holy Ghost. Talk, us, talk to us about that and tell us specific stories about it. It's not that I don't want to feel the Holy Ghost. I just don't know how. I think the whole point for, of, for the strength of youth is to learn this lesson so we can make choices based on what the Holy Ghost is telling us. Help us take something mysterious like the Holy Ghost and help us see it as something real. I mean, yeah, I'm. it's uh, sad because like you is. said, like it's just it's a very, it's literally a youth begging to be taught how to regulate taught her how to regulate her emotions because she's uncomfortable with any emotion because she doesn't know how to handle them because she's never when she was a little girl having a fit being mad and angry is bad yeah you have to be good and happy and so she doesn't know all she knows is suppression she doesn't know how to oh it infuriates me it infuriates me because like, I have kids, we all know this, and to watch them learn how to be able to calm themselves down and regulate those emotions is such a huge, it's so incredible to watch. It's absolutely so incredible to watch. To watch this little tiny person who has no abilities whatsoever and, like, has this freaking meltdown to now watch my five-year-old who gets so angry and he literally steps his body away from the situation and breathes. And he does this, like, <sighs> breathing like that is such a massive ability for a child mm -hmm. to have but i feel like us as mormon kids we're not taught that we're taught to shut up stop having a fit be good and and that was such a huge step of of learning and growing and processing that we weren't allowed to have you know yeah absolutely and so now we have these teenagers that don't know how to they actually have real emotions and they don't know how to process them and they don't know how to ask for help because they've always been told to stuff it down and don't react to it. Mm -hmm. oh. um, she says she encourages parents and leaders to help youth recognize when they are feeling the Holy Ghost and when they are not feeling it. Oh, and when they are not feeling it, they are probably feeling it more often than they think. Yeah. <sighs> And and that's that's the problem is you're it's the blind leading the blind because the parents have always been told okay you're gonna feel the spirit in church and so they're starting to create those emotions in their own brain that like church makes me feel this way that is the Holy mm -hmm. Ghost and so it's 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 just a cycle of then 
yeah. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I it's, ran out uh, of words, sorry. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, because, like, um, they're just, it's, it's like, yeah, blind leading the blind, and then you're just saying, like, um, yeah, you're probably feeling it more than you think, and so they're just, like, processing that and being like, oh, maybe I'm feeling it now because I feel good, you know, and like, and you're just supposed, that's, you're given very vague directions as to how what it's supposed to feel like, but it's really just like, oh, I'm feeling, do- I've got dopamine, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, like so I remember I'm... going to, like, baptisms <laughs> for the dead in the temple and having, like, our our youth leaders being there with us, and they took such care to while we were in the temple to sit individually with us and tell us how incredible we are and how proud they were of us and you just have so much and as a child as a 14 year old child you are craving that positive attention attention. and And so you start to correlate feeling the spirit with being worthy with this is in this situation of me feeling good is the spirit and it starts to like snowball into this you're only worthy in these certain very specific situations, mm-hmm. right? And that uh, I keep I'm thinking of when you brought that up, it made me think of like, uh, um, is it like classical conditioning where you're just mm-hmm. like, you start to make correlations and connections to this thing makes me feel good. So, and it's, I don't care if it's because I'm, um, if I'm, well, listen, there's like um, studies where like, like a mouse would like still electrocute themselves even but they still get the food mm-hmm. but because they get the reward they're still gonna they're willing to they're like going still to go re- through the pain yeah yeah so 100%, yeah. that's a similar but they become conditioned that the electrocution the pain also equals something good a reward yes, yes. So, that is very much it the the pain and the the doubt and that feeling of being so incredibly lost and fear Mm-hmm. is what we're looking for because we'll get to that carrot at the end of that. And so we've talked about this. We have these problems in our adult relationships where we're looking for that toxic fear mm-hmm. because that's what we grew up. We grew up knowing that the, the good thing comes after that mm-hmm. horrible fear feeling and, and that dread, right? Yeah, that's why you have all these um, – that's why my, why my dating history is the way it is. But it also is Same. because yeah. – um, like you see these um, women in toxic relationships, these Mormon women in toxic relationships because, and you're like, why do they stay with them? Because they told that like, Oh, I'm going through this hardship, but I'm going to get my reward in the end. Yeah. That's why I read thriller books because I feel uncomfortable and that's comforting to me Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a like lower level. That's how yeah. I like, you know, that's what my body craves is that feeling of like, Oh no. I don't know. And we've talked about doing like a, an episode on music and, and part of the things that really helped me get out of the church was like realizing that there was, I would, I was in the choir for years. You know, I sang for a long time. Mm -hmm. It was in all sorts of choirs. It was in all sorts of like special musical whatevers. And that would be me feeling the spirit, that emotion of hearing that music and being a part of that music really was the spirit to me. And then as I was kind of like wrestling with the church and starting to like listen to more like secular music, (gasps) I know, know. There (laughs) there was music that invoked that emotion in me and that feeling in my chest that had nothing to do 
I mean, like, Jared Leto. <laughs> that has uh, nothing to do with the Mormon church. <laughs> but, like, his voice brought mm. something out in my, even before I saw his beautiful face. I'm like, sure it <laughs> brought something out in you. Yes, it did, it did. I know he's problematic. It's fine. 2006 Jared Leto will always have my heart. It's fine. <laughs> but, like, that's just, like, one example of, like, music that spoke to me on, like, such a spiritual level, I guess we can call it, that had nothing to do with the Holy Ghost or the church. And I can think of like a hundred bands like I've seen in concert that that's my church. Standing in that crowd, listening to these musicians scream out their their art, that is my church. That is where I feel that feeling and that spiritual experience, right? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was a really long tangent. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners, on the Jared Leto thing, Dusty sent me a whole reel of Jared Leto. I was not mad about it, but no. it was just like, oh, Dusty. <laughs> Jared Leto is like... He is gorgeous, but... It's perfect. I know he's become problematic, and yes, he has like all these... I don't I don't care. He's part of the reason that like saved my life back oh. in the day, so like we're just going to focus on that part of it. Yes. <laughs> and watch Morbius, the worst movie ever, nine times. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to watch that. It's I just know they had so like a bunch of memes about how bad it was, but it's so <laughs> bad. But he's so pretty. <laughs> You're like, it's fine. He's gorgeous. It's fine. He's gorgeous. But I mean, again, he, what? There's a plot and, and <laughs> other bands too, like um, Stained and Finger Eleven, and like all these different bands that I've seen oh, in concert. Hailstorm. And Hailstorm. Oh my God, Hailstorm. Yes. Um. Yeah, the first time I saw Hailstorm in concert, Lizzie Hale stepped out onto the stage. She was opening for um, Avenged Sevenfold, Disturbed, and Corey Taylor were there. It was like a big, like a uh, big rock tour. Anyways, she stepped out of the stage and people were kind of just like milling around, you know, because she's the opening band, whatever. Nobody knew who they were, and she let out this like piercing scream, and. It, like, hit me in my chest, and I was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Like, oh. it was incredible. So, anyways, okay, there, we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, her voice is incredible. I can't imagine what it's like live. I just, oh, yeah. In, insane. Like, to my toes, I felt, like, the power of her voice. You know, okay, so she had a duet with Lindsay Sterling. Like, yeah. not duet, that but, like, she has a... <laughs> yeah. And because of that, a lot of people will not because just of that, but like Lindsay Sterling is Mormon and yeah. she um, and a lot of people stop listening to Lindsay Sterling because she's been doing collaborations like that. Yeah. A lot of Mormons. Can like, we can we take <laughs> the artist and the art and separate them as individuals? Like, I don't understand. Like, who was I just talking to about this? Um, oh, somebody said something about Harry Potter and they were like, oh. I got rid of my Harry Potter books. And I was like, but the book still, still did something for you as a child. You have to yeah. separate. J.K. Rowling is absolutely problematic, and I have major problems with her. But her mm -hmm. books and her work of art are still important and were so important to so many children to help yeah. them feel seen for being different. Which is very funny that she's the way she is when she wrote yeah. an entire world based on being different. But yeah. whatever. But yeah, I think people just need to be able again, Jared Leto, that separate him as a man being problematic from the fact that 
he saved my life at one point. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. <sighs> that was a really long tangent. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> great. It was perfect. Um, another thing. Let's see. Let's, let's get back to our spiritual marker. <laughs> uh, there's this stupid. Well, it's not stupid. Um, there's this really cringy picture of like these. I don't know. They're like 10 to 12 year old boys that are holding up the For the Strength of Youth pamphlet. They're probably all 12 years old. They all look like babies to me, but like, I'm just like, "Mm, Um, another thing parents and leaders can do, President Corden said, is help youth unpack or process their decision after it has been made. Okay. Also, you're not a therapist. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I hope a week later, a month later, a couple of months of, a couple of months later that you come back to visit this decision and say, how has this impacted you? Okay. Like, Maybe parents, like, in our generation would probably do this, but I can't mm-hmm. picture my parents ever doing this. Like, Mm-mm. ever. Being like, oh, you made that decision. How does, how does this make you feel? Hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about your feelings for a little bit. No, they don't do that. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Oh, and has this brought you closer as a disciple of Jesus, of Christ the Savior? Okay, yeah. Who's going to be talking like this? Like, what have no. you felt? What power have you brought from this choice? And, and this I, is going back to our conversation that we had with my personal progress book of these staged conversations between parent and child that are not authentic mm-hmm. and that follow a certain pattern. It's not it's not conducive to creating a natural relationship. It's very robotic and it's very, I don't know what the word is. It's just not natural. It's just not, it's not, you're not doing it out of the goodness of like actually wanting to know, like, and being authentically, authentically being mindful about your child's experience. Mm -hmm. You're trying to filter it through the church and that become, and through, um, Oh well, you gotta you gotta give me the right answer still. So it's just mm-hmm. like these youth talking to these leaders of the church. They're not going to give the parent that same feedback, the authentic feedback that they're supposed to be wanting. It's they're gonna not go going through to that filter. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Oh, thank so, God, I don't have to raise my children like that. Like I'm just thinking no. about all the times that I've sat with a crying child on my lap and had this conversation of, "What are you feeling in your body?" Where are you feeling it? What, like, I couldn't imagine trying to filter that through trying to make it into, like, this spiritual church. Like, that just seems like a lot of effort. Yeah. Uh, She says also, and I hope we listen louder than we speak as we're hearing what they are experiencing. And then, which is, I guess, good advice. (laughs) That is good advice. um, Absolutely. You need to give your children the space and the courtesy to have those conversations I just wish that they were more naturally happening rather than very created and very filtered. Yeah. Yeah. And my, like, I know my mom will talk to my little sister about stuff, but there's always that, like, an expectation there of, like, um, and I I know my mom has genuine intentions, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, there's, like, there's this expectation and yeah. the filter of the church and like, well, you need to be doing it this way. You can't be doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine how different we would have grown up as children if it was, well, what do you feel would be right for you? What, in this occasion, how 
how do you want things to turn out rather than it being dictated by, you know, of religion. Oh, I mean, when I came out to my mom, not to, I'm not bashing on her, but I'm just, when I came out to her, she asked me if I was going to still marry a woman and if I was going to, um, still like go to church. Yeah. And And I don't think that's bashing on your mom. That's how she was raised. Your mom was raised that a gay man still had to put aside those temptations i'm using finger quotes Mm -hmm. and live the right way in order to gain exaltation so it's not that she was being a bad person she was following the pattern of what she's using the tools that she was given absolutely absolutely anything that in my past that i'm like i've been annoyed about with my parents i have to recognize that they have an operating system and Mm -hmm. they cannot go they can't veer off of their operating system because that's locked in there's and, no upgrades. <laughs> yeah, there's no. They're like my map. There, it needs to be installed, and I have no room because I take four thousand pictures. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I think I've had to come to this conclusion and maturity. It's taken a long time. Mm-hmm. Of I have to recognize that in my parents and in a lot of LDS people that they have an operating system and they have those parameters are strict and they cannot deviate from them and so yeah i mean i get annoyed with it but there's no getting upset and raging about it and wanting them to leave the church does nothing right you know so yeah i think your mom does absolutely the very best that she can and comes from a good place Mm -hmm. within the parameters that she has set absolutely yeah for sure i just wish that people could break those parameters and have a little bit more in their lives, you know? Yeah. And I, and I don't want to rip people from the church so that they don't have the church and because of my hatred for the church. I want yeah. them to ex- experience life without being dictated to and to see the good that's out there that is not through a very narrow opening, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. There's so much good out there. that And good people, and they're ta- also taught, like, from a very young age that anything outside of those parameters is evil and so and dangerous and yeah. dangerous and you can't associate your with it and so that's why it's as you get older and like you said you don't want to rip them from the church that's also their support system it's their structure mm-hmm. you know yes. and that's it's very hard to like just pull the rug out of you know you can't just pull yeah. the rug out from under them and yeah. Uh, they might not succeed that way, especially when yeah. you're older. Like, I just... And I think a lot of people see us as this podcast going after Mormons and trying to like trap them. And that's not our intention. I don't think that's ever been our intention. No. I think our intention is to find those people that are questioning and thinking like, I don't know about this. And to see like, hey, we also had those thoughts and here's what we have experienced. And to give that space for those people to have those questions yeah, no. it's very validating for sure. It is. Absolutely. Um, kind of giving back to like what other podcasts have done for us. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Like not so Molly Mormon podcast literally changed my life. You know, I yeah. I had those earbuds in for like three months listening to every single episode, even the oh, old yeah. ones, Katie. And oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the right from yeah, the beginning. All of them. All of them. <laughs> and just. And just feeling this place of, like, there's a space for me in this world, and I'm going to be okay, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, there's my little, all the Mormons who report back to my parents about how horrible I am, and I'm trying to ruin their lives. I'm not! I don't want to go <laughs> to the church. I think it works for them. 
Yeah. <laughs> Are there times I do want the church to burn down? Yes, of course. But... <laughs> love for just like some big blow up to happen where it's like, ah, but I also know the ramifications of people who that is their primary support system. And I know that how dangerous that would be to it's like when people run away from Scientology and they have nothing. They have no money. They have no education. They have nowhere to live. Nobody yeah. can talk to them. Like, I don't want that for people. Right. So you're in this weird, like, between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. <laughs> so follow your Karens and. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Karen for Exmos. <laughs> oh. Anyway, there was that lovely. Yeah. Thanks stuff. for sharing it with me. I hated it. <laughs> I think it's stuff with kids gets me really riled up because. Yeah. Yeah, they're just so vulnerable. Like, it's one thing for grown-ass adults whose brains have been fully developed and have some life experience under their belts. It's one thing for them. It's another thing for these children who have no chance to make their own decisions that I get really... Because I was one of them, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was that kid who was like, I have to do ABC. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. But now I'm raising my kids to make their own choices and be angry and pissed off and work through that anger and that's a beautiful thing it is it really is to watch my little monster wait you're teaching them to be functioning normal humans in society that can regulate their own emotions and can make their own decisions without Thank you, listeners. Uh, we will be back next week. Heck yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Dar- darn tootin'. <laughs> Giraffin', boys and girls. For more bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hell Machine. <laughs>